0: Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a co-production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio in Columbus, Ohio, and Saint Rose of Lima Catholic Radio in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Mary Ann Catholic therapist in Columbus, Ohio.
1: And I'm Father John Sims Baker, the pastor of Saint Rose of Lima in Murfreesboro.
0: Tennessee. How you doing, Father? Exactly.
1: Is there any other? Of <laughs> oh, course well- it's Tennessee.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. There might be.
1: Well, I think there are, actually. <laughs>
0: okay, so there you have it.
1: We better start with a prayer. Here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you, bless you, glorify you, thank you. We ask you to bless this time, all who are, and bless all who are listening, bless us here in the studio as well. Um, that... This time might be for your glory and for the love and salvation of souls to unite everything that we do with our Lord Jesus Christ in his saving work. And we ask all these prayers through your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. And we also ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Hail Mary, Mary, full of of grace, the The Lord Lord is is with with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. St. Gabriel. Pray for us. St. Rose of Lima.
0: Pray for us.
1: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. And God knows we need those prayers, don't we, Father?
1: Oh, just really totally rely on them. Yes,
0: we certainly do. If you're a new listener to our program, Abiding in Hope, um, you probably don't know that we accept questions at abidinginhope.com. That is what we use on the show. So please join us and send your questions there once again to abidinginhope.com. Our regular listeners, we thank you so much for sending in questions to that site um, and keep them coming. We're happy to have them. So, Father, are you ready?
1: I am. I have to apologize right off the bat today. I think I've got a little bit of a sinus infection or something, so I sound a little bit cranky. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> but anyhow, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that word isn't something that's really in your vocabulary. I don't think, <laughs> at least not in your life. Um, so uh, I was re- I was asking, are you ready for the first question? I'm and you have a
1: on ready, yeah. rocking on go. All right,
0: that's what I was fishing for. Okay, so here's our first question. Please talk about the challenges of being a 20-something adult who strives to live chastely in a world that largely believes anything goes. It seems most people my age have little respect or understanding for charity, let alone a desire to live
1: it. I think that's chastity, but understanding it.
0: What did I say? Charity. Oh, charity. You're right. Well, maybe charity too. I'm well, sorry. Well, of course, it's yeah. all
1: connected. You know, everything has to go back to charity ultimately. But
0: yeah, that's interesting. I made that uh, mistake there. It is chastity, but
1: yeah. um, they just are just like tied all to- sin is sort of ultimately pride. Yes, all virtue is ultimately charity. But <laughs> so, yeah, but
0: <clears throat> very interesting. Um, I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Well. It was Thank obviously you. meant to be. I guess the, it was. The, the tone, mm-hmm. that, there's nothing that is a coincidence or an accident, right?
0: That's, that's the truth. So you took advantage of that. Thank you.
1: So, well, you know, one thing, um, this uh, question, the listener who wrote this question says, please talk about the challenges of being a 20-something adult who strives to live chastely. And we can talk about the challenges mm-hmm. of it. But I might like to turn it around or look at it in a slightly different angle and talk about the adventure of being a 20-something adult who strives to live chastely in a world that largely believes that anything goes. Good, yeah. Because, yes, it is a challenge, but if we look at it the right way, it can obviously also be an adventure. And it really is an opportunity to let your discipleship of the Lord Jesus Christ really shine we 're called to be light in a dark world, and this is an area where there 's particular darkness, I think in our world and so it's you know it 's a place where your light can really shine, and it 's a place where I think we can look for inspiration uh, especially to the very very early Christians you know who lived in that greco Roman world that was a very very confused world about issues of Uh, sexuality and that sort of thing and it was one of the things that the early Christians became known for was their adherence to sexual purity it was a a badge of honor for them you know and it was what Christians among a number of other things became really known for so um, and I think it's just it's one of these things where this adventure really can be lived I think a lot of people when they hear about that the call to live a chaste life, to live the virtue of of chastity according to your state of life, uh, that a lot of people in our world kind of think that's like a fairy tale or something. You know, that's like, it's not really, it can't really be done. And so actually living it uh, is really what, that's what, you know, our world, people in the world are looking for. Can the way of the Lord Jesus Christ can the gospel be lived and is it truly good news the way it's lived and so i just encourage this listener and i think probably many others if you would see this this is the lord inviting you to deep and adventurous discipleship you know uh i certainly wouldn't want to you know say that your discipleship is entirely encompassed by the virtue of chastity, but uh, <clears throat> this is one place where it may be, a, as you say, has some particularly challenging aspects and is a thing place where it can be particularly um, uh, a light uh, to others. And so um, try to find people that support you in this. Like so, everything else in the Christian life, you can't do it on your own particularly this <clears throat> and you have to be very 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 prudent um, there's some um, some good practical spiritual advice about dealing with uh, temptations about <clears throat> purity against purity uh, temptations <laughs> against the virtue of chastity you know sometimes we think oh well it might be good to you experience a little temptation so I can overcome it. Like we were talking about crankiness earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a good time, good thing every now and then. Once I think I've grown a little bit in patience and charity and that sort of thing to maybe, maybe be around somebody a little bit who gets on my last nerve, you know, (laughs) so that I can put this to the test and I'll, But do not do that with chastity. (laughs) (laughs) Never put yourself in a place of of temptation if you can possibly avoid it. You know, there's some temptations that we have to, that we can fight. There are others we have to flee. And these, Mm -hmm. you always flee. Mm -hmm. But you're strongest when you know you're you're weak. And you have to run away from these. You have to uh, safeguard this. So, uh, you know, to know that... um, That's going to be a challenge in and of itself. You know, our world is probably going to think you're really weird because you don't do certain things, watch certain things, allow yourself to be in certain places or circumstances with certain people and that sort of thing. But if you really believe, for example, that the virtue of chastity is related to charity, which is the love of God above all things, and the love of neighbor for the love of God, then you do it for that reason, not in a, some sort of negative, cramped kind of way, but in the fullness of life and f- to experience that fullness of charity that, that God wants us to have. So um, I know that maybe that was a little too highfalutin, but. That's what I don't No,
0: yeah. I, I thought that, that was not highfalutin. I thought that was a wonderful <laughs> answer. Let's just leave it there and move on. <laughs> no, um, really, I probably do have a couple of
1: things to say. I would think you would. Uh, I, yeah, I probably I, run across this sort of thing a little bit, Mary. I don't know.
0: I do run across it a little bit. And my first thoughts were, um, as as you were talking, I'm going back to you know, some of my clients, and this this particular person is a twenty something. Right. But I'm thinking that nowadays, given the access to the internet and cell phones, you know, things that are with us all the time, um, what that does, of course, um, you know, they used to say that the first um, um, introduction to pornography was at the age of 10. Well, guess what? That's moved back to the age of eight now. Wow. And, you know, commonly. And so to... Um... The challenges of chastity begin much sooner than in the 20s these days. They at least begin, you know, somewhere in ele- late elementary, at least by then, on forward into middle school and high school. And so having worked with um, these people, these these adolescents and um, in high school or middle school, um, sometimes even younger um I know that they begin to feel almost like a freak because the rest of their, um, you know, their um, friends at school and things oftentimes are laughing about this stuff. They're sharing these pictures, these images. They're talking some, some really gutter talk all around them, and to protect themselves at a very early age is so, so, so important. There's not only feeling a bit like a freak, but there's this loneliness that that goes Uh with this, this just real sense of loneliness, like where do I find a friend who shares my values? So it's important to establish those things. Talk to your parents about it if you're in, in elementary school or middle school or high school, go to your parents with this stuff and and get your resources from them too get the strength that you can from them in forming groups or finding groups that you can have as friend groups i would say that oftentimes people tend to think about the virtue of chastity um in terms of um heterosexual um attractions, but I don't want to leave out the same-sex attractions either. Those are very real, and they're real in middle school and high school and, of course, by the time you get into college and beyond. And so this virtue of chastity very much applies um, to that issue as well. Same-sex attractions, and there's a great resource for that, um, CourageRC.org, online is just there's a wealth of information about that that would be for parents who have children who are same-sex attracted but um, also those themselves Uh, you certainly know how to get your way around a computer by the time you're in middle school so you might also want to check out some of the things there Um, but I think um, when we talk about virtue this is an opportunity in um, in in a sense, it's just a real blessing to be kind of baptized by fire in this. In a sense, because it allows you at an earlier age to grow in virtue, to understand what virtue is, and to seek it out, because you're going to need it later in life, really, anyway. Um, One of the virtues I'm particularly thinking about is fortitude. This requires great fortitude. And I'm just going to read um, a definition of that. Um, Oftentimes, we see it represented by armor, and that's that's a great thing and a good thing to keep in your mind as you think about what you need when you're sort of being attacked from the outside. So fortitude is the virtue of strength. Its name is Latin for strength. Fortitude enables a baptized person to stand firm when sufferings come. That would be the sufferings of loneliness, the sufferings of feeling like a freak in the world, in a sense, in in whatever Um, stage of life you're in, you're different in a sense from what's around you. And that can be experienced as a suffering it's the armor that guards our souls deep desire to love god and to serve him even if martyr t- martyrdom should be the cost well you know how maybe hopefully there's not real martyrdom that would be the cost of this but it may feel a bit like that at times when you're going through it so um if you try to really understand that fortitude is what you need and to turn to that and study that and really begin to practice that. You're going to need it later in life. And you know what? Here's the thing. You are the winner. You are the one that, um, I don't know, really gets the badge of courage on this for going through this in such a way and, and standing firm. And, um, and I think also praying for the others is an important thing to do at that point in time. When you're feeling lonely, think about praying for those that are most making you feel lonely, because God's grace has amazing powers to change their hearts and minds and souls as well.
1: Any other One thoughts? other thing I would just bring up in regards to this, I think if we didn't mention it, is really, if you haven't already, be sure to explore uh, St. John Paul's uh, teaching in this area that's come to be known as the theology of the body yeah. mm-hmm. um, which again m- really does highlight the adventure of these challenges you know uh, as he did in so many so many aspects of the Christian life so uh, if you're not familiar with the theology of the body and there are many many different you know resources for that uh, it can be a thing that also you can uh, you know that that again uh you can share with other people that help you to kind of communicate what you're what you're trying to do. So
0: that's right, and and that can be a bit of a heady and a thick, depending upon which um, a book you might find or a resource online. So there is a theology of the body for teens as well, which just yes. it breaks it down, and it's a little bit um, easier. And, and you can grow as you grow. You can go to the the um, more heady portions of that. You think we finished that one, Father?
1: Well, and just I want to commend the person for asking the question, and and and, because we really need those kind of witnesses in the world. So hang in there; you can do it.
0: Amen to that. If you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and St. Rose of Lima Radio. Um, Thank you for being with us. My name is Marianne Jepson, and my co-host is Father John Sims Baker. Um, Our next question, Father.
1: Thank Good, yeah. I'm ready.
0: Okay. I have a difficult time forgiving people who have hurt me or betrayed me in the past. I know part of this is my pride holding me back. Could anything else be involved, and how do I get past this?
1: Uh, see, there's our friend Pride coming up you again. You bet. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, well, I think <clears throat> one of the things in this question is, I think maybe part of what it is, it talks about being hurt. Uh, and I think one of the things that you have to deal with when dealing with forgiveness is also dealing with the emotional feelings of hurt and betrayal and, and to make some distinctions there. You know, the um, uh, forgiveness is an act of the will. Mm-hmm. It's a choice that we make. Um, our emotions might be very hurt and and that's that's true too and they don't respond to a command of the will necessarily or or just right out you know just don't just turn around on a dime so uh don't confuse the way that you're feeling with your ability to <laughs> forgive you know we can forgive even though we still experience the hurt okay and it doesn't mean that you're not forgiving just because you still have those feelings of, of hurt or betrayal or something like that. As long as you're choosing each day that other person's good, you know, to let go of whatever you might have against that person, consciously choosing that. Choosing their good, their greatest good, which ultimately would be their eternal salvation, uh, and to let go of those things, the the hurt may still linger, you know, for a long time. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not forgiving. Uh, now, hopefully, the hurt will come along. Your emotions can heal, and uh, but but don't think just because you're still feeling hurt that you're not forgiving. Now, that being said, we can, you know, sort of nurse the hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep it keep it going and that sort of thing so that it does interfere with us being able to forgive uh, so that we, you know, we keep replaying the hurt or this or that. And, and we have to deliberately choose to let go of those things, to turn away from those things. And so I think that, that's where we are. But you know, where where we can be, but just keep choosing that, keep choosing to forgive, you know, and I think one of the things that can help with, especially when our emotions are engaged in this is, you know, God asks us to love everybody. Yeah. you think, well, good, good grief. How do I do that? You know, when I feel so hurt? Well, I think what we can do is, um, is to think, you know, it doesn't say that we have to necessarily like that person, but we have to we have to love them and we can love them on this basis. Again, getting back to the virtue of charity, which is the love of God above all things and the love of neighbor for the love of God. Well, you can love someone has hurt you, not because they're necessarily so lovable, you know, you know, Heaven knows I'm not always so lovable, you know. Really, <laughs> but, Father? <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, the uh, but we can love them because God loves them. We can love them for the love of God, and then that's the way to get beyond sometimes these obstacles of hurt and you know betrayal and that sort of thing. I'm going to love you because God loves you, and I love God. And that can help us. That, that virtue of, of, of charity can, can maybe sometimes get us over the, the, the hurdle that's in the way. So.
0: Hmm. Well, as I look at this question, I, I go back to that last sentence. Maybe what I'll do is I'll read it again in case someone's just joined us. Um, I have a difficult time forgiving people who have hurt me or betrayed me in the past. I know part of this is my pride holding me back. Could anything else be involved? How do I get past this well I that that part that stands out to me is could anything else be involved and and I think, well, yeah, there there probably are some other things involved um, if we just go to how you know the part of what betrayal does to us or things, our hopes are shattered, our dreams are shattered. We have a hard time trusting that person that did this to us. Everything that we thought about this person as being real and and what we believed about them somehow now is shattered. It's different than it was before the betrayal. Well, what that does is that can make us very angry. There might even be envy in it if, let's say, there was um, some sort of relationship and and we were dropped, you know, the relationship was broken uh, because someone else took, moved in and took over in that relationship. Those things happen. There can be jealousy involved, um, which, you know, leads to anger and things. So a lot of times you have to stop and look at, what is really causing that holding you back from forgiving? Is there anger that you have to deal with? Is there envy that you have to deal with? Um, those things, you know, may interfere and would interfere with your ability to be charitable towards them, to forgive them. Even though, you know, I I remember a point in my time where it was kind of every time I went to – um say the our father i had to skip over that part about forgive us our trespass i'd kind of like choke on that part um because i was having a hard time forgiving someone and it was like do i choke through that or do i not say it for a while that was where i was and that's not a good place to be i of course it's it's you know people notice if you're with them and then you don't say the our father so i thought well that's kind of embarrassing <laughs> I gotta, I gotta deal with what my issue is here, um, and that's probably pride that was speaking. Like I, I'm too prideful to have people notice that I'm not saying the Our Father because I'm just a good Catholic. Well, maybe not so much because I'm struggling with this, or maybe I'm just human because I'm struggling with this. Um, we do need to forgive seven times, seventy times, you know, and and. Those sevens, as I understand them, are infinite numbers, so we need to always work on that forgiveness first. But how do we do that? Look back at what's going on behind that. Um, It's not, you know, um, lack of forgiveness. This is one of my favorite things that helps me get it straight. Do you know what lack of forgiveness leads to, Father? Father?
1: A lot of things, but what do you tell me?
0: Well, so it leads to bitterness in us, right? It yes. leads to bitterness. Oh, yes. and, and what is bitterness? Bitterness is the poison we drink, hoping it's going to kill someone else.
1: <laughs> That's so true. So yeah, is that anger? So much worse.
0: anger and bitterness that we're holding on to? My point in all of this is that we have to look back at ourselves. I know we're running short on time here, so I'll tie it up, but... Um, we have to look back at ourselves and what's really behind it all and deal with those issues. And thank God we're Catholic and we have the sacrament of reconciliation. We may have to go back and back and back and back to deal with this again and again, but God's grace and that sacrament can do it for us in big ways. It did it for me and it can do it for you too. So um, Amen. And then there's people like me that are therapists that you can come to to help you um, on that other side of that as well. But Father's the one to go to for the sacrament of reconciliation
1: yeah yeah go to whatever you, whatever kind of help you need get it amen to
0: that so father we it looks like we've come to yet again the bottom of the show um really
1: yeah We're we already have, done
0: we we've got like one minute Dave's oh, you know giving me he's the, waving his arms yeah, he's doing that he's he's saying it's time to cut it like okay. hurry up. So, um let me just tie this so up before we go with a blessing. Can I just say please send your questions to abidinginhope.com and we love you all. You're our listeners and thank you for listening to us and let's close it out with a blessing, Father.
1: So the Lord be with you.
0: And with your spirit.
1: Amen. May God bless you. The Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. And until next time, be blessed and don't forget to take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation.